welcome to Talk With Me. This is Marcia Epstein in Lawrence, Kansas on LawrenceHits.com. It's getting cool. It's almost winter time. <laughs> and this show is airing on Friday, December 8th. It's premiering on Friday, December 16th. I gotta get my dates right here, the 16th, which is so cool because there's a whole bunch of cool poetry things happening in Kansas City and Lawrence and Topeka on this weekend. It's really exciting stuff. So get out, check the Talk With Me page, check the Voice of Lawrence poetry page, check the Uptown Arts Bar page, check Prospero Books page, check all the Kansas City stuff, Shawnee County Library, and all Kansas kinds of things. Kansas Open Mic. Kansas Open Mic. All kinds of good things are happening. Salina has good stuff. That And I love that, that as you mentioned, Salina, I was looking, Jason Reberg is yes, going to yes. do, what is it? Friday nights, Friday night Salinas, right? Friday night Salinas, Saturday night Kansas City, Sunday night Lawrence. I believe that's ah, where Jason's going to be. Excellent. Some of those wonderful poets in Kansas City are mixing it up with people other places. So it's an exciting weekend for poetry, and poetry's good. Yes, it is. <laughs> very good. Very good. And today, my guest is Annette Billings, who came in from Topeka to do the show. I always love to have time with you, Annette. Good morning. Good morning. It's, it's always such a pleasant drive for me. Very good. It really is. Yeah. The weather is dry this cold. Yes. <laughs> there was nothing precipitating That's on my way here. Good. So That's very good. Other than poetry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when when we got together, I, I picked out some because I still have some of the poems for all from Richard Hansen, who's this amazing person in California who prints these little tiny poetry books with the idea of sprinkle them scattered like seeds you know and and i think in this time in particular all the goodness we can scatter the more the better mm -hmm. so poetry goodness smile goodness yes. all kinds of things yes. it's, it's time for lots of love to be out into the world and that's what i think about you uh -huh. you know and that makes me think about how you had that person who also recognized that and i believe christened you the supermodel of love Oh, yes. <laughs> I really, I really liked that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, that uh, love is every bit as, if not more so, contagious as evil is. And so I, I like to see myself as that index person that starts uh -huh. a plague <laughs> yes. of love and yes. goodness and kindness yes. out in the world. So I'm yes. trying to positively infect people. Yes. yes, yes. It's like there's a quote from Whoopi Goldberg, and in some ways it's probably an unfortunate metaphor because it's a wildfire. And I realize that true wildfires um, in nature are dangerous, but, but she talks about how passing torches of kindness and hoping yes. that one yes. to the next to the next. Yes. And that it, it spreads like a wildfire, yes. you know, like yeah. a plague. Yes. A plague of goodness. Yes. <laughs> Those images, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. people a little bit off guard. We're gonna sneak up on you with love. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> before you know it. <laughs> and so let's just jump on in with a little bit of background. If somebody ha somehow hasn't encountered you as a poet with your beautiful words and voice, <sighs> what's a little bit that you'd like them to know about you? I have always wanted to be a, a poet uh -huh. uh, and probably began writing around eight or nine years old. And that a love of writing grew from my love of reading, uh -huh. which was given to me by my mother. Uh -huh. But uh, being a poet was not on the list of practical things to be yeah. when one grew up. And so when I looked toward what I might want to do with my life, nursing seemed to be just kind of an obvious option for me wow. because I was uh, just an internal caregiver from a very small age. So for the last 40 years, four decades, I have been a nurse, but decided about two years ago that I really wanted and needed to follow my deepest passion, which was to write. Uh -huh. And so I retired early from nursing and I have been writing full time since January of last year. So almost two years, uh -huh. I have published a couple of books. The first one was A Net Full of Hope, which Love was a collection. Book. And my middle name is Hope. Uh -huh. So the title is either very clever or very corny. You know? It's wonderful. <laughs> and then I have just very recently, like within the last couple of weeks, published my second book. Uh -huh. And it's called Descants for a Daughter. Uh -huh. 
And if people are familiar with music, a descant is a song or note that's played high above the melody. And it's a very independent type of song. And I began writing words of encouragement for my daughter, and I would text them to her throughout the day if she was having a rough day. And so I began to realize that what my desire for her was, was that she would live a life above the ordinary, that she would live a life that was independent of a melody, which was pretty much the definition of a descant. Wow. So descant for a daughter uh -huh. is the title of this book. And it was written, of course, by a woman, uh, to a woman. But I believe uh, the intent and the words speak to everyone, uh -huh. regardless of gender. And even those that may consider themselves agender. Uh -huh. so. uh -huh. Yeah. What a perfect time to bring that into the world. Yes. And, you know, I had originally intended to uh, release the book oh, August, September. And uh, as I saw the release date getting pushed back further and further, I began to fret. But what has turned out is I think this was the absolute perfect uh -huh. time for me uh -huh. uh, to release this book because what I hope it does is infuse positivity uh -huh. in a world that's being bombarded with, with negative yeah. negativity. Yeah. yeah. So the timing feels great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Descants is a collection of affirmations uh, and meditations. They're very short, just little, I call them little nuggets of support uh -huh. and positivity uh -huh. as opposed to uh, poetry. Uh -huh. Now, I'm a poet, so probably those things like I write come out poetically, uh -huh. I, I would hope anyway. Uh -huh. But rather than being a collection of poetry, Descants for a Daughter is a collection of affirmations and meditations thoughts of uh, love and encouragement uh -huh. for, for the individual, uh -huh. for the individual. And everybody needs that. Yes, yes, yes very much so. And hopefully she is. Yes, yeah. I'll read a couple. That'd be delightful. True enough, you are utterly beautiful. Truer still, you are intelligent and fierce. You are neither approaching the prime of your life, nor has it already passed. It enters and exits every breath, every day. It rests each sunset to return every dawn. Warriors and angels take note of your tenacity. They point you out to recruits and fledglings and declare, do likewise. I love yes, that. Yes. Examine your vault labeled unforgivable mistakes. Recognize it. It is most notable for its emptiness. And that, for me, was just a, a reminder that uh, that container that holds your unforgivable mistakes uh -huh. is empty uh -huh. because there's nothing that you have done that can't be rectified. Yeah. People, yes. we need those reminders. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh. Another quick one. Permit yourself to honor every facet of your being. Consider each imperfection an uncut jewel. See every flaw as unmined gold. You know, those things that just uh, can take root, in, I think, in our spirit and, and grow good yes. things, yes. grow affirming things yes. about us. And in a time where some consider it acceptable to invade another's personal space, physical space. Mm -hmm. I think we need to bombard ourselves with those kind of reminders that as a as an individual, I deserve respect yes. and autonomy yes. and recognition that I am a, a, a worthwhile person. Yes. yes. Yeah. This book totally brings the explanation to my listeners, to me, to people who are like, well, wait a minute, I thought you're this social worker 
and you worked at Suicide on that show, and you were, what are you doing with this radio show and these poetry events? This is yes. that together it's the same thing. It really it's is. It's needing to help yes. people hear things like that and get those reminders. My words might be, no shame, no blame. It's, just, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Because we are inundated with all of these things that are supposedly telling us important things about ourselves. Uh-huh. What I what I want to be a part of are those things that remind and affirm and substantiate our worth, uh-huh. <laughs> our value, yes. you know, what we bring to this world yes. in a positive way. Yes. yes. And also kind of a gentle form of, of resistance because I feel like we're getting a lot of uh, pushback as, yeah. as women or people uh, who are or possibly on the margins. And uh-huh. it's a way to resist. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's beautiful. Yeah. And it is perfect timing. Yes. Yeah. And so you, I mean, you have, I have your book, Annette Bobo of Hope. And as you know, I have a favorite poem in there oh, yes. that I share that I literally have tucked into my purse, this folded piece of paper that, that I put in my purse or pocket or wherever a few years ago. Probably it was probably it was April two thousand fourteen. I bet so. Yeah. Yes. During April, poem in your pocket day during National Poetry Month. Yes. yes. That was my poem. Yes. And then it's like I'm not letting go of this one. This one is always with me. Yes. And you know that uh, I don't know that a poet has favorite poems. Like a, a parent usually doesn't have a favorite child, but but certain poems. Uh, speak to me uh-huh. in, in different ways. Uh-huh. And the poem that you're talking about, What You Allow Lingers, yes. when I, I wrote it, I didn't have any particular uh, e- event or circumstance in mind. Uh-huh. But after uh, the nine parishioners in South Car- Charleston, South Carolina, were uh-huh. murdered during, the, during their prayer meeting, I had begun to recite that poem in memory of those nine. Uh-huh. But since that time, so many things yeah. have happened yeah. that there isn't any particular uh, loss, tragedy that I read it in memory of. I read it in memory and in honor of us all, that we live in a peaceful, mm-hmm. peaceful world. Mm-hmm. What you allow lingers. What you allow lingers. And what you invite stays put. So speak rudely to discord and all its sullen sisters. Turn a cold shoulder to bigotry in all its disguises. Ignore the doorbell when evil rings and stop violence at the door like a stranger. Usher in joy like like a long-lost friend. Take its coat, its hat. Entertain peace. Chat up passion and pamper generosity. And give the guest room to justice. Sweep the porch and Put out a welcome mat for goodness and make your life poorly suited for anything except love. And when hate knocks, act as if you've moved. And that that speaks to me of... uh, what we make our guests, you know, it's, it's very important and, and make our lives and our homes welcoming uh-huh. to, to the good things, uh-huh. the strong things, the affirming things uh-huh. and say no, yes. you know, to some things. Just no, I'm not going to have that in my life. I'm not going to have that in my speech. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have that among my circle of uh, friends. Uh-huh. I'm saying no to that uh-huh. and yes to peace and love. And it may sound simplistic. But I think change starts with with inputting simple things, uh-huh. you know, simple things. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that that poem has different meaning to different people at different times in their lives. Yes. You know, yes. Where that, that might fill a certain need for somebody 
he's trying to to get free from a relationship that yes is really not yes. helpful and helpful. yes and somebody else might think about it as what's going on in the world right now yes you know and yes. that these different meanings and, yes. and it's all that inspiration and that nudge or push yes push. yes and sometimes yeah. the push to be able to say no to something is what some of us need. Yes, and, and yes, because no is not necessarily a negative right. thing. It can be a very, very healthy, very, very positive thing. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think particularly uh, women, uh, and I identify as a woman, uh, woman born with woman parts. Uh, sometimes we, we need extra practice and say, no, and in declining, sometimes declining in a polite way, and sometimes declining very forcefully. Yes, you know, so yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. I, I want that strength. I want people to have that strength, and I'm, I'm going to move us because, like, I have been inviting people to make some commentaries on what's happening now in our world with our post-election, and and that you know we we have a person who is openly misogynist, who is openly against people of color, who goes back and forth about lots of things about women's health, and goes back and forth about, you know, it does go back and forth probably depending on, well, I won't guess that. Mm -hmm. But there's been lots of, of hate speech from my perspective. Yeah, it's a different time. And so, you know, what, what, how do you see yourself using your words at the mic and on paper? Well, I tell you, uh, as a African-American female, lesbian, who is fat, there, uh, that provides four uh, targets, I think, uh -huh. on my back or on my, on my front and back. And in order for me to write, I have to have a, a sense of safety in my both my my intimate world and at the world at large. So when this election turned out as it did, my sense of safety was uh, uh, destroyed. Yeah. So I, I I asked myself, how can I how can I write with this sense of uh, fear and distrust and anger and uncertainty. How could I possibly write poetry? You know, my, my energy needs to be uh, directed toward uh, restoring my safety. Mm -hmm. But the answer I got back from my inner being very quickly was uh, not only should you not retreat back into not writing, you must write more mm -hmm. and attempt to make every word count. When I retired early from nursing to write, what I told people was, I am moving my love of poetry from the back burner of my life up to the front of the stove. Uh -huh. And with these recent happenings, it's not that I need to move it back to the back burner, I need to turn up the heat. Uh -huh. So turning up the heat in my writing has is my way of, um, living through this time of uh, lack of safety mm -hmm. to to write more to read more mm -hmm. to listen to other uh, poets more more of uh, the same so it's certainly not for me a time of uh, retreat even when i feel like you know mm -hmm. i would just like to go to uh, the safest place i could find and be with safe people and mm -hmm. just uh, be safe i have to take the risk of continuing to write poetry mm -hmm. that may incite incite comfort, uh, interest, uh, move people. Mm -hmm. That I, I must I must continue to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in a in a very intentional way. Mm -hmm. So the way I'm dealing with it is by uh, committing to write more, mm -hmm. to to read more, mm -hmm. uh, to be out and about sharing my work and the work of others and to promoting art in general yes. as uh, a means of safety, a means of protection, a means of, of survival. I think it's really uh, up to artists now to uh, be at the forefront, stay at the forefront, 
reinforced the forefront because I think art has the ability to save us all. And I know that sounds, I don't know, but I believe that. Mm -hmm. I believe that. And that's going to be my story Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm sticking to it. Art, 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 more art of all forms, dancing, painting, acting, writing, uh, more art, Uh I think will save us. Uh Yes. And even in this small way, I, I loved seeing, um, I have a friend in Long Island, Rob Clough, who's a poet and a teacher, and he has sent me a few things from, you know, a few photographs of things that are going on in New York City. And, yes. and one is artists who encourage people to write notes and move them in the subway stations. Oh, their walls of yes. notes of love and hope. Yes. And that yes. was an artist, artist saying, hey, let's do this. We need to fill this place with love and hope. Yes. And things like that. And, and it so, does make a difference. Yeah. I believe it makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. We need that energy. We need that people to see that reassurance that there is that, not only the other thing. And I think it's, it's also a time that we can help people who may consider art as part of the, the, the frill of life uh-huh. uh, to help them recognize how art is really in the core of our living. It's uh-huh. not an add-on. It's necessary to live a quality life. Yes. Yeah. 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 Art is. And it's an expression of who we are as a culture, the art that we like. Yes. That we create, yes. You know? Yeah. And that's really so important. And that's where I I, I make a point of mentioning this thing called the U.S. Department of Arts and Culture. And a couple of your friends in Topeka, I Stockwell and Michael yes, Bradley, yes. are part of our Lawrence Field Office. Yes. Topeka doesn't have one. And, and the idea nationally, USDAC.us, is this citizen artist movement to bring up the prioritizing of arts and culture in decisions in life. You know, mm-hmm. in, in city mm-hmm. planning, as yes, well very as, much so. you know, on a yes. person-to-person basis. And there are lots of wonderful things that happen. You know, we, we had Hillary saying stronger together, and we all know that's true. Yes, very much so. Networks of artists as well as other kinds of networks are going to make those big differences. Because I think art sometimes sneaks up on Yes, you know? yes. And that's a good thing. And I think sometimes people will accept something in art that they would not accept if you just walked up to them and said, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Art, I think, has a way of entering us where we have fewer defenses, uh-huh. fewer barricades uh-huh. against it. Because uh-huh. we are art. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think we are art living in in bodies. We are artful beings. Uh-huh. So I think people are, are much more inclined to listen, to see, to feel art sometimes yes it presents itself for me art presents itself in a way that feels very familiar Uh yeah and safe (laughs) again back to back to safety Uh yeah and it's more i don't know i i think it's like this for a lot of people to me it's more meaningful to hear a story than to hear a bunch of numbers yes 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 and i and i've often praised when I went back to school to get my master's degree in social work, um, one of the parts of the program is studying research. And the person who was the research professor who I had is this amazing person. And his introduction, his first class, and it's funny because I couldn't tell you any first class of anything other than Alex Westerfeld's first class of teaching us research was this slideshow of People, 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 all kinds of looking people, ages and yes, colors yes. And, and ways of dressing and all this. And, you know, with no explanation, we're just looking at all these people, all these people. And his simple statement was something to the effect is research is about doing good for people. I like that. Yes. I like that. I bet that was a wonderful class. He's an amazing yeah. person. It was. It was a great way experience the profession of social work. It's like, I've been doing it for a long time, not calling myself a social worker. Right, right. It was my, it was what I was clearly doing, and that's why I was like, okay, I need to have some initials. Um, It's that time in life when you have to have some initials for people to take you seriously. Yes, yes. And those were the right ones. (laughs) Yes, yes, I would would certainly certainly concur. The work that you do is, is golden. It really is. I consider myself fortunate, too. 
helped me among my friends. Thank you. And I feel the same way. It's that, that network of wonderful people. Yes. That's yes. what I discovered when I was able to start paying some attention to art around me instead of just the social service community and nonprofits and that. Yes. Yes. You know, it was like these are the same people. Their expression is different. Yes. Know, yes. From these wonderful people I know who work internationally you know, all over the world in suicide prevention. And we meet up once a year in this annual conference as a professional organization. And so many wonderful people. And it's like, these are the same. The ones I'm drawn to there are the same as the ones I'm drawn to. Yes. Yes. Have so much compassion, so much heart, so much about elevating other people, not just themselves. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. And so it makes sense that you were a nurse. I could never have been a physical health care provider. Never. It is um, <laughs> <laughs> It is the, the most uh, wonderful challenge I've ever encountered next to, to parenting uh -huh. and, and grandparenting. Uh -huh. And I, I, I'm still very much uh, a nurse and look for opportunities to uh, help people care for themselves or their family members. So I'll, I'll always be a nurse. Uh -huh. uh, but I am poet- First, uh -huh. now, uh -huh. writer, author, uh -huh. uh, first, uh -huh. now, yes, which is a wonderful, uh, has been a wonderful experience uh -huh. for me. Uh -huh. yeah. Have some of your nursing friends been surprised at how amazing you really are as a poet? Well, I, Do they I realize think this so. is like a, like a really talent that you have that you keep working on? Even throughout my nursing career, if there ever came up an opportunity that a poem needed to be written uh -huh. or something needed to be staged dramatically, I was always the one with my, my hand up first. Uh -huh. So probably most of my uh, nursing colleagues uh, were aware of my love of poetry uh -huh. and, and theater. But, and they've been so, so supportive. And I, I've shared with them the ways in which I feel a writing poetry feels very similar to giving that uh, kind of nursing care to people uh -huh. too. Uh -huh. As nurses, what we do best is we take in a lot of information about the environment, about the patient, about their family. And from that information, we decide what is the best plan to improve their health. Well, uh, I think poets, artists kind of approach the world the same way. We take in all this data about the world around us and then we do something. We uh -huh. paint or, uh, write or dance or sing. So we're, we're data collectors. <laughs> data collectors and planners and yeah. Was your nursing ever specifically with mental health or just not just, but or was it always kind of obviously mental health is part of physical health? Yes, yes. I, I think one of the areas I enjoyed working most was in chemical dependency, uh -huh. you know, helping care for people who were addicted to a variety of things. Uh -huh. My nursing career really was a a variety of many different kinds of nursing, uh -huh. uh, everything from labor and delivery to oncology to chemical dependency to um, discharge planning. So it was a wide, wide variety of things. Uh -huh. But I, I think I was always one that was very drawn to how is that person reacting to what's going on mm -hmm. with them, not just what does the wound look like mm -hmm. or how many pills do I need to give them, but how is this impacting your life as a whole. Uh -huh. so, yeah. I think that was the poet in me wanting uh -huh. to know as, as much information as possible. Uh -huh. Yeah. And how comforting. Yes. I was, yes. I was talking to somebody about, you know, that whatever kind of care I'm in need of, whether it's that I need to go to a therapist, I need to go to the eye doctor, I need my care provider to be somebody who will listen to me. Yes. And yes. who will answer a question. You know, and, and and that's just how it is. Yes. You know, yes. I need it from the one who does my eye exam. Yes. I need it from my dentist. I need everyone, it everyone. <laughs> yes. Listen to me and recognize that I'm an individual with uh, individual needs, and then let's go from there. Yeah. But listen to me first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And answer questions. And some yeah. don't want to do that. No. <laughs> some have some resistance to that. that. Yeah. <laughs> and when I was actively nursing, I would I would teach try to teach my patients on how to be a more involved and, and informed consumer of healthcare. Uh -huh. Yeah, you, you do have a right to know this information and uh -huh. this is how to ask. And so I, I always like to have them be as proactive as, as they could uh -huh. in their own health. Uh -huh. Yeah. Advocate. Yeah. yeah.
So do you have something coming right up? We were talking about this before you went air. Yes. People hearing your poetry. On what's your closest event? My closest event, event is actually the day after tomorrow, okay. Saturday the 17th uh -huh. in Topeka at PT's Coffee House, uh -huh. which is just uh, across the street from Washburn University. Ah. And there is a Facebook event with all the, the time and direction information. So if you go to my Facebook page, uh, Annette Billings, or the Facebook.com, Annette Billings, just plug Annette Billings into Facebook. <laughs> and there there is an uh, event around that too. So ah. Saturday, I'm calling it my official launch yes. of Desk Camp for Daughters. And so I'll be doing some book signing, but also some reading from Desk Camps and uh -huh. from uh, the poetry collection, and that's full of hope too. Yes. Wonderful. So I'm looking forward to that. That particular coffee house, PT's in Topeka, I have done so much writing there, oh, <laughs> sipping their wonderful coffee that it just seemed bright that I would have the book launch at, at PT's Coffee. Oh, and they've been so so accommodating and, and welcoming. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. And the time? It is 5 to 8 p.m. and it's come and go. Uh -huh. You know, come and go, drop by and get a hug and uh -huh. buy a book or yeah. not buy a book and I'll still hug you. <laughs> have a, a cup of coffee and they, they have wonderful uh, sandwiches and pastries there too. So that's the Saturday the 17th. Well, think about that folks. We're gonna take just a quick break and hear from a couple of the Lawrence, Kansas businesses that's monsterwomentips.com, and then we'll be right back with more Talk With Me with Annette Billings. So welcome back to more Talk With Me. Today it's me, Marcia Epstein, and Topeka poet Annette Billings. Hello. And I'm so excited to be talking together, and this thing about buying books, I know I say it a lot, but I was thinking, I was thinking earlier today about how do you, I don't spend a lot of money away from things uh, like the groceries that we buy and utility bills and things like that. Yes. I'm pretty conservative <laughs> about my spending. And so where I spend it is, I was realizing is in the past year, I would say it's poetry books. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> Poetry books by people who I've had the privilege of being in the room with, being at a reading with, or talking to them on the show, or learning about them from other poet friends. You know, it's it's been an interesting thing. I like to read, but if it's a novel, with a few exceptions of some writers who I've met and I've bought their books, mostly I'll get my other kind of reading from the library and borrow it. Yes. But the poetry yes. books, I'd love to have them. Yes. <laughs> You could pick out pick up a poem on the go and yes. Yeah. And and you know, you shared several from, from your new book, Desk Hands for a Daughter, and I was thinking, what a perfect gift for people to give to somebody somebody's, you know, yes. more than one in their life yes. who will really benefit from those positive messages and realize she is speaking to me. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And that's the kind of uh, uh, reading and writing that I enjoy, uh -huh. and it seems to call my name. Uh -huh. Yes, uh -huh. yeah. I'll read a couple more from Desk Cants for a Daughter. Which also has a beautiful cover. Oh, thank you. It was actually a, from a photo of me at a reading in Salina, Kansas, ah. at, at Astra, uh -huh. and the cover was designed for that actual photo, uh -huh. designed by the wonderful Don Epic right. out of Salina, Kansas. This is number 14. You are as clean and clear a stream as has ever flowed. Anyone who dares try to foul your waters, halt them at your banks. Number 26. Though the world doles out bonuses for being demure, decline such offers. Go ahead, be a force. <laughs> <laughs> Number 28, 
judge yourself gently. All your flaws are strategically placed so as not to draw perfections in me. Number 35, ponder the lineage of astounding women from which you came. Small wonder, thunder emulates you. <laughs> All right. So just little bits of love and support yes. and affirmation. And, just... and did you say this started with you doing texts to your daughter? Yes. When she... If I thought my daughter or, or knew my daughter was having a hard day, uh -huh. I would uh, create some little uh, line of words and text them to her. Uh -huh. So these uh, desk camps actually began as messages to my my own daughter to uh -huh. encourage her and support her throughout uh tough days uh -huh. yeah my daughter tiffany so and i as i realized i had uh had written quite a collection of them i wanted to share them with other daughters and sons of other uh parents uh -huh. and I, I what appeals to me about them is that i think they they could speak to the very uh, young person as well as older people, uh -huh. everyone, regardless of your age, needs to be reminded of how wonderful they are. Yes. Yeah. And what a uh, what a gift they are to the world, just by being who they are. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes when someone someone has forgotten that, and they have somebody look them in the eyes on the page yes. early yes. and say that to them. It uplifts them in a way that they take that forward to other. Yeah, so it just kind of uh, blossoms out and, yeah. and spreads in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a there's a phrase that I remember hearing. And I don't even remember what the most words it was, but something to the fact that those who are hardest to love need it the most. Yes. So yeah. sometimes we need to nudge people who may be. A little bit difficult to connect with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all there, that wonderfulness. It is. Yeah. When I was uh, working as a nurse, oftentimes I would get assigned people who had been deemed difficult. <laughs> there was always, always, almost this idea of, well, and then do it. <laughs> but what I found in working with those people who had been deemed difficult was there was always some point of connection if you looked hard enough. Yeah. And I, I actually I benefited more from taking care of the, the difficult patients or or challenging patients. Yeah. I really like that. Uh -huh. so, yeah. I like yeah. that that connection too. And I think about it in a couple of ways that might seem kind of random but but they speak to me the same way. One is when I was working uh, at the crisis center and really involved with training, you know, you hear stories from people about as they took those counseling skills out into the world, but they yes. were not just in the volunteer role. And I remember my friend Karen, who at that time worked, there was a Sally Mae student at uh, She was one of the people who worked there. And she said that her coworkers would say, it's really not fair, you never get at the people who are mad. And she looked at them and said, actually, I do. I just talk at them differently than you exactly. do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think sometimes, too, a person will come across as difficult mm -hmm. because they are protecting some area of tenderness inside uh -huh. of them. Uh -huh. And once they find out that you you, you acknowledge and respect that area of tenderness, they're much more likely to, uh, yeah. to communicate back with you. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. we all want to be valued. We don't want to be judged negatively. You know, we want to be valued. We may not know quite how to put it all together. Yes, to yes, moment. yeah. But when somebody can do that for us, when they can get through to us, it's a huge gift. It is. It's all about connection. Uh -huh. Yeah, all about connection. And certainly poetry is that. And that's, like, it, it's interesting to me that you specifically call that new book, those, the Dust Camps, those affirmations, as different from poetry because, uh, one, as we both know, there's poetry of, Many words and short yes, words. Yes, yes, you yes. Know? And to me, 
the only definition that, that works for me about poetry has to do with the amount of meaning that gets packed into words. Yes, <laughs> yes. I always say that poetry can be uses an economy of words uh -huh. to speak volumes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that, uh, that kind of thing makes me think of our mutual friend, Dennis Hansel. Yes. Hi, Dennis. Yes. <laughs> hey, Dennis. And, and when I first talked to him about his poetry and his sort of inspiration for how that came to him through his, you know, through his life, mm -hmm. you know, he said one of the things was that he grew up reading comics. Yes. And comics must use very small amounts of words yes. into those squares. Yes. And so that idea of powerful language. Yes, in a, in a little, in a few words. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a that's a great uh, consideration. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. that reminder that poetry is not just for certain highbrow intellectual no. people. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I love to hear most is, and that I didn't. I think I liked poetry uh -huh. until I, I heard or read yours. Yes. And I, I tell people there's poetry for every everyone. Yes. And I love uh, Eric McHenry, our, uh -huh. our poet laureate, encourages people to approach poetry like they do music. Because uh -huh. you never hear anyone say, well, I don't like music. <laughs> what people do is they find a, a type of music that they like uh -huh. that speaks to them. So uh -huh. I encourage people to also do that, to keep searching out different yeah. poets and styles uh -huh. until you find something that speaks to you. Yeah. Yeah. And perhaps not to pigeonhole the poet. Because no. you have read some things that are really powerful in one way. You also have some poetry that is so beautifully sensual. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because that's yes. part of who you are too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have one if we have time to share sure. it. Now because sometimes my my nurse still seeps over into my uh, my poet, uh -huh. so sometimes I read things about uh, health too. Uh -huh. And this one is about blueberries. Now, with fruit and vegetables, the more intense the color, the more nutritional value. So, if you think of blueberries, how deep and dark and succulent they are, you know that blueberries must be good for you. So, this one is entitled Blueberry. She settles in ceramic bowl, awash in deep color, skin pressed against glazed sides of dish. She lies there, filled past full with succulents, ready to split open to spill with slightest provocation, to darken the fingers, color the mouths of those who adore dark berries. Content to wear midnight blue, she considers herself radiant, as if she were a hue to which even blatant red would bow. And not inclined to sweetness, instead she revels in being tart. And only when she fancies does she consent to be plucked, to be juiced, blended, crushed, to allow her color to be spread. She presents to me in indigo orbs, come together to sate my desire, while worried hordes in crisp business whites give her careful wide earth. I scoop her up in glad handfuls, eager to be deliciously stained. Oh, blueberries. <laughs> and your nutrition message for the day. <laughs> yeah, <that>. yes. <laughs> and I often seem to uh, uh, speak of fruit when I'm talking about um, sensuality. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's beautiful. It's delicious. Yes, good for you. <laughs> Highly recommended. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So you have this wonderful book, and in addition to people catching you at PTs on mm -hmm. Saturday the 17th, how can you get this? You can order it through my website, and it's a net full of hope. 
www.annetfullfullof.com. That's A-N-E-T-F-U-L-L-O-F-H-O-P-E.com. And you can order it through my website. It's also available on Amazon. And if you're local, I always happily deliver too. <laughs> but for autographed copies, the best way is through my website. Uh-huh. And but also available on Amazon. They both are. And I see yeah. if we follow your Facebook page, we'll also find out when there are other upcoming Yes. 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 And hopefully, um, some local bookstores will be will be carrying it soon. Uh-huh. Also, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Sure. And that's all that information is on my on my Facebook page too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you have some scheduled beyond the seventeenth at this moment? I know it gets a little goofy with actual holidays. Holidays. I, that is the the next and closest event that's uh, uh, firm. Uh-huh. Yes, but there'll be others coming up uh-huh. soon after the first of the year. Yay. Yeah, and following uh, either my website or the Facebook page uh, is a great way to keep up with what I'm what I'm doing, uh-huh. where I'll be reading next. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I love to do readings. I've uh, read uh, conferences uh, a couple of times at uh, Professor Brian Daldorf's uh-huh. uh, creative writing class here at, at KU. I've I really enjoyed doing that too. Yeah, gone to grade schools and talk about poetry. Yeah. My friend Rose Osborne Foster is a therapist at Vallejo Institute oh. the Health Center there. Yeah. She was at Word Save Lives and heard you and ended up with your copy of your book from the raffle. Oh, that's wonderful. And she works with people who have mental illness and substance abuse. And I said, No, I bet you could get Matt to come. I would love to do that. I would love to do that. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Tell her to give me a call yeah. or send me an email and yeah. that we'll work out something because yeah. I, I really enjoy sharing poetry with those for whom poetry could be help and healing yeah. and a source of yeah. strength and expression. And I think part of that came to my mind because, of course, Brian does that with the jail. Yes, yes. So yeah. wonderful. And that was a wonderful article about him. Yeah, in the Lawrence Magazine. Yes. You've yeah. got the most recent Lawrence Magazine. Yes. And you will see this article about Brian Dalton. And I think they call it a prison project. I know he's worked through the Douglas County Jail. And I've met somebody and actually... Um, it was when Sue came up um, before the first Buster Fest Poetry Alley, and we were downtown once. She was reading poetry and playing the harmonica. Impression, of course. And this gentleman pulled up next to us, plopped himself down on the sidewalk in front of the bench we were sitting on, had a big old backpack, which and the reason he had stopped was because of her poetry and wanted to share and so he digs through his backpack and he gives out these papers of poems by him and other people who are inmates and is talking with such hope about this new thing that he's learned to do yes you know and life is so difficult but he's so happy yes because he has poetry yes it gives us a way out you know sometimes just uh, unthinkable circumstances uh-huh. yes yeah that's wonderful yeah it's important you know we do the word save lives event and you were talking about that art art saves people it yes does. it really does it really does it, yeah. it, as people who create and as people who experience it even if you don't think of yourself as creating it there's yeah, a lot it really does yeah and part of it's the connection yeah yeah, yeah. It's being able to to write and to read um, has made me the person I am today. I would not be here. Uh-huh. I mean, literally and figuratively, I would not have survived if I didn't have uh, art to retreat to uh-huh. growing up. And some of my adult experiences too. Yeah. Art saved yeah. me. Yeah. And speaking of art and Topeka, we didn't mention your amazing every month. Yes, every first Wednesday of the month, we have a poetry open mic that's called Speak Easy. We are in our fourth year now. And yes, I know. I feel so good about that. Uh, Sue Edgerton and I uh, came up with this idea to do an open mic in Topeka about four years ago. And uh, it's happened the first uh, 
Wednesday of every month, and we have uh, just a, a great community of, of poets that come. Sometimes people come from Lawrence. Uh, we have Topeka poets, and we are uh, kind of a safety first <laughs> open mic in that we, we are intent on making it a safe space for both experienced poets and first time poets uh -huh. and we have a, a great following so it's yeah. uh, and there is actually a speakeasy facebook page so if you want to know uh, when we meet or where we meet just look us up on facebook and it's called speak easy and there's also the kansas open mic uh, poetry network that has a facebook page uh -huh. and on that page we talk about uh, poetry events that are happening kansas uh Missouri, so in the Midwest area. So that's another good place to keep up with what's going on. There's yeah. a lot of wonderful stuff. Yes, there's a lot of art going on. Around so good. Yeah, that's, that's a good really thing. Good. It's a great thing. And I give a shout out to Jeanette Powers, who's collecting art for uh, something open called Arts Uprising. Yes. To post election. Uh, she's still accepting um, um, submissions for mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So that's something to think about, one of the local things that's going on yes. related to... And ways that people are responding yeah. to what's going on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Dave Lowenstein, who is the head of the local, what's it called, field office at the U.S. Departments of Arts and Culture, he welcomes artists every Sunday, 1 to 4, at his studio on mm. 9th Street to come okay. create art together about what's going on that's in the world. world. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of art and thinking about multiple types of art, you also act. I love theater. Yeah. Yes. I was actually a, a, a painfully shy little girl. And people find that difficult to believe, but I really uh, had a very uh, acute inner shyness. But I had a wonderful, a couple of wonderful theater teachers, both in junior high and in, in high school that introduced theater to me. And for me, a theater or on stage is one of the safest places in the world, <laughs> which sounds contradictory. But when you're performing, everyone is out front, in front of you. You can see, you know, uh, what's happening and uh, what's not happening. And even on stage, everyone that's backstage is really there in support of you. So for me, a theater is a is a very safe place. Uh -huh. Yeah, you were involved with the film project. That was actually on oh, September 10th. Yes. Tell us about that. It was through Wolf here Even in Lawrence. Yes. yes. And they um, had created this uh, short uh, film feature called Roommate Wanted or something very similar uh -huh. to that. And it was myself and another uh, a young woman who were the actors and it was it should be pretty close to being uh, ready for uh, for viewing uh -huh. and it was just a wonderful marvelous uh, experience so i got to add uh film acting in uh -huh. my uh resume but even better yet i got to add it to my list of wonderful experiences uh -huh. yes uh -huh. yes it was great and we filmed at a home here in in lawrence and it was just awesome so check out well, Woman of Lawrence Filmmaker. Filmmakers. Yeah. It's a great, great, great group. Yeah. yeah. Bob Hurst actually asked me, like, no pressure, but would you be willing to give up your home for that weekend? I was like, I can't do it the weekend of Word Save Lives. No. Staying in my no. house. I can't, I can't clear the house. <laughs> it's fine that you ask, but this yes. is no. <laughs> yeah. The power of saying no sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That would have just been too overwhelming. Yes, it was. Yeah. I was determined to make it to Word Safe Lives that evening. Uh -huh. And, and it, I, it was a wonderful, it's a wonderful experience. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited yeah. about it every year. It's good, good thing. Yes. And the ripple of people hearing about it in other communities. So we need to do that. But yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> you can do it. Yes. Do this. Yeah. So I, I put out my little connections between, you know, this poet. We just talked. Here is this crisis center that would be happy to work with you during suicide prevention. Yes. So, like in St. Louis, I planted that seed. That's good. Yeah, you're a good seed planter, a good cultivator, a good sower. 
we need people together. That's yes, been, very much so. And that's been just such a joy with me with doing the show is is you know there's there's different people that got to talk to you because this person says, oh, you really need to have this person on. Yeah. And and yes. I, I I need to give a shout out to Todd Cirillo who is a poet in New Orleans. We did a show this week, and and it was so delightful. We had so much fun, and it was one of those reminders about you know. Poetry can inspire and also entertain. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And that was that was important. And, and we were talking about how you know you get different meanings, different people. I said, my mind takes different twists of yes. you know? yes. And so the image that I get, you know, and, and if you had fun with me commenting on so much of poetry. Yeah. Yours touches me just so deep in the heart. Oh, so thank you. So thank you. That blesses me to hear that. Yeah. I always enjoy it. And I love hearing you and your own voice. You know, that's one of the gifts of being at readings. I encourage people go. You know, you may think, I don't nah, go to a poetry reading. It's like you'll be you'll be if you want to say entertained, you'll have the opportunity to laugh. There may be things that bring tears to Yes, your eyes. yes. It's experienced you, an yeah. experience. You'll yeah. probably hear some poets sharing some things. That really connect to some of your own experiences. Yes, yes. And then that reminder that, no, I'm actually not as alone as I thought. Yes, you know? exactly. All kinds of exactly. wonderful things yeah. happen. And I will say that although most of them don't have a charge, there is the opportunity to buy books from people who are there. Who are reading, yes. Now, and there may be little chat books that are literally folded and stapled. And those can be delightful too. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Just little treasures. Yeah. Don't do all your poetry reading online. Because no. <laughs> when it comes to your ears, I think it, it reaches a different part of us. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're visually seeing the poet and you're hearing them. And, and then when you buy the book too, then you get to, as I say, savor those words. Yes, you know? exactly. Because sometimes when I hear them, it's like, oh, 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 you know, and, and I feel it. But it's like I want to. I want. I need a little time. I'm a little slow. Yes. I need a little time. Yes. I need to yeah. see it and be able to hear enough voice and also see it on the page. You know, because that's what happens when I read somebody's yes. work yeah. in my own home. I've heard them. I know what they sound like. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good thing to do. It's a really good thing to do. It's another one of those. You could even call it a political action in terms of supporting local. You know. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I'm a big, you know, I say to people, it's fine if you look at Amazon, but consider it as a way to get some information and then go to that person, that, go to that press, go yes, to that bookstore, can you order it? Yes. You know, it's just, it, it really makes a difference. Yeah. When you support local it does. Yeah. Artists are part of it. Yeah. It's good for us all. Yeah. yeah really. So it's, really yes. yeah. it's not too late. No. <laughs> And, and also, you know, say the other thing is donations, you know, there are places, this is going to be a time these next four years for sure of higher need in our yes. local community. Yes. Do you feel comfortable suggesting a couple of Lawrence places? I mean, excuse me, Topeka places just quickly and then we're going to end. So do you have some favorite, like, you know what, if you have a little bit of money in Topeka, if you're not buying books, you might. Um, Oddfellows okay. Bookstore in Topeka okay. is a great place to spend okay. time. And how about in terms of do you have a do you have a donation site and in terms of do you have a charity and organization in Topeka or in Kansas City? Say, so you know what, this is so important right now. I would say the Topeka Rescue Mission. All right, would be a good place okay. for that. Okay. Um, Metropolitan Community Church. Yeah, we have a special outreach to GLBTQ persons. Uh -huh. um, so look for those local needs. Look yes, for those particularly yes. needs. The Center for Power and Safety. All right. Yes. Yes, it would be another great place. Okay. Yes. Things that, that provide safety. Things yes. That help yes. people who are in groups that are having a harder time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that, thank you You're so welcome. much. My pleasure. Always my people pleasure. look for Annette Hope Billings books. Hear her in person. Buy yes. her books. Share love. That's what it's all about. I agree. Thank you. And so long.